Welcome to Development Health. We're one of four podcasts created within the last couple of years that chronicles the bumpy road that truly is the pass-fail industry known as entertainment. Movies, music, movies, games, books, television, movies, theater, and even literature all have a story to tell. I'm Richard Humphrey, and I'm joined by Spike Kittrell and Kyle Anderson, and we go to hell so you don't have to. More like we go to Barsoom. So yeah, yeah. thanks to Tizzy Mav for our theme music. Uh, what are we covering next week? <laughs> And I'm Kyle. Richard, excellent um, research. Where can we find you on Instagram? <laughs> Love the smell of dog shit. Kyle's my gun, Richard. <laughs> Bye, demons. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we went to Barsoom. Bar, uh, bar so now, now, guys, guys, I got to get this out of the way uh, real early because I, I don't know if this is anything. Uh, Barsoom stool sports. Mm-hmm. Good. Barsoom sports. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just, I my my only note is that I feel like John Carter would watch Barstool sports. Oh yeah. First of all, there's no way that's your only note. Yeah, he's a real one slice, one bite guy. Ugh, <laughs> 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 uh, barstool. Yeah, barsoom sports. We, uh, me and Kyle were hanging out in a graveyard last night, and then we found a tomb that only opened from the inside, and out of it came a DVD copy of this movie called John Carter of Mars. And that is what we watched, y'all. Yeah, this movie really shouldn't have happened. (laughs) This movie was a serious oopsie. Yeah, um, you guys... You've walked into the most Richard pick of all Richard picks. Yeah, and it occurred. You've been on a good stretch, like, and it occurred to me late or early that like this what was is the last full, couple of Richard picks. The last Richard picks because well, the last actual Richard picks have been things like, uh, I mean, going back to like Speed Racer or what else? And I can't go to the log because we're not releasing these on like live. But what else have we done, Richard? What and else have you? Part? It's fun. It didn't have to do anything. Yeah, and then, this really harkened back to a Dungeons and Dragons slash uh, <laughs> uh, Battlefield Earth, like aesthetically yeah. and my anger. There's like a specific genre, and it's like I wish that uh, like DVD rental and like blockbusters were around because there'd be like a wall of Richard's picks, and it would be this type of shit. I hate. I hate that I've even recalled for a moment battlefield earth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mean our most listened to episode oh man Dude, I, this is just like so and also it occurring to me that this is so much not my thing in terms of like it's very oh. it's, as sci-fi oh, we were was, when we were watching this we were like this is so not spike shit <laughs> i was like spike is gonna be mad at me <laughs> i want to read something to you John Carter at one point in this movie says this quote, the Jeddak of Zodanga means to quash helium this very night. And if helium falls, so does Barsoom. We must throw out the thought of old hatreds. Tharks did not cause this, but by Issus, Tharks will end it. We ride for Zodanga. And I literally threw up my hands and said, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> 
I like almost stood up and was like, I'm two hours into this and I might be done. Sometimes I watch a TV show and like I go, you know, in all my years of acting, the best thing is that people can walk onto a CW set and say everything with a straight face. (laughs) You know, but by Isis, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And this Yo, is so it, someone else's shit. Girl, you know? do, you, do it right as Zadonga do. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if Tom Holland is dating Zadonga. <laughs> Zadonga is Michi. <laughs> Yo, have you been seeing these little videos of Zadonga and Tom Holland being cute together? Yeah, like uh, he's very respectful though. He touches her on her arm. Yeah, covers, covers Zadonga when she's got a little mishap. Yeah, I heard he's uh, really been hanging out in Zadonga's trailer during Euphoria. This movie sucks. This movie is not my movie. Can you read that quote again? That quote is and cleared my history. (laughs) Quote is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever. Let's let's break this down. Yeah. The Jeddak of Zadonga means to quash helium this very night. Jeddak of Zadonga means to quash helium this very night. And if helium falls, so does Barsoom, which is Mars. (laughs) We must throw out the thought of old hatreds. That's the only sentence with normal words from beginning to end. Yeah, that's like... He could have just said that. And he closes hard with a sentence with the word Tharks in it twice. Tharks did not cause this, but by Isis, Tharks will end it. We ride for Zadanga. We ride for Zadanga? I do kind of want a shirt that says we ride for Zadanga. And I want people to ask me what it means. And I want to say you don't want to know. Because when you hit it from the back, you know, you riding it as a dog. It's like if, if like a book, if I open up like a fantasy book and it's got like a map before the it starts, I'm out. Yeah. This is a similar thing where like if you got some shit you're saying that's like that. It's, if you're, you I'm start not talking like Zadongas. I'm out. If anything is but by Isis, I don't like it. <laughs> that quote is, and and, and the worst part is like what you just said. Everybody's like, "Fuck yes!" Like, yeah, everyone in this movie responds like, "Our boy, goddamn yes!" Well, and it's like cinematic moments like that are supposed to be like the part you mean moments. Moments, yeah. Are moments supposed, that they filmed. Yeah, moments that they filmed are supposed to be like supposed to make you feel so like you're in your seat cheering, and at no point in this movie do you want to do that. No. Like that that you can tell it was like their intention. It's kind of like somebody making like a cake made of cucumbers, and you're like, This is awesome. I like cucumbers and cakes separately. What you've done is disgusting. <laughs> this 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 movie felt like a cucumber cake for sure. <laughs> but how'd they make it, Richard? Was it yeah, easy? Yeah. Oh, man. Are they ever how'd they easy? How'd come up with this stuff? How'd you do this? Now, uh, my guess is that the guy who wrote it, his uncle is John Carter. That's my <laughs> guess. That's the only way they could come up with a story this intricate and 
at motivations this unique and complex. I've never, (laughs) I've never seen the legend of Tarzan, that movie they made a few years ago, but does that also begin and end with Daryl Sabera playing Edgar Rice Burroughs, learning about his nephew Tarzan. And that's where that one is actually the the Edgar Rice Burroughs steals from real life (laughs) universe. <laughs> it's Brian Cranston hitting an elephant with oh, all everything. Cran- <laughs> I, I've said this on past episodes. Everything Cranston has done post Breaking Bad is humiliating. Is deeply embarrassing. <laughs> there is not one evidence of. There's no proof that he is a talented person outside of television. I was none. I said this last night to Kyle that like this movie wins like the best movie that's on mute at a bar. I'd love that. I'd never hear that dumb right. issue. They'd be like, what is that? And then like one of us would be like, oh yeah, that's John Carter of Mars. And you'd probably look like, at it. Why do you know? should yeah. check out John Carter of Mars? And then you do. And then you realized you just ate a cucumber cake. Jesus. <laughs> And that's already too late. You've already ridden for bassoon. <laughs> but a bar, yeah, 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 yeah. You're sitting here. You're traveling to Barsoom. You're having a good time. All right. So, John Carter of Mars is a book series that dates back to 1912, making this the oldest thing we've covered so far. 1912. Yeah, like maybe Jesus a lot of these Christ. ideas don't work for us because they were a hundred years ago. Sure. Uh, you know, it's a uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote them as like this continuing story for about four to five months inside a magazine called All Story, which is like back then to as a writer, how you made money was you submitted enough short stories like for payment to like make money. It's the same thing like Stan Lee would later do it with comic books where it was like, I'm creating all of these characters because it means more comic strips, which then pays me more, you know? Sure. And so John Carter started out as a series of short stories like that, that, um, didn't really get put into a book together until Tarzan got popular. And so like, uh, the first, uh, the, the first f- like four months of stories that were put in that magazine are then, uh, put together in a book called the princess of Mars, which is everything that this movie is based off of. Interesting. Now real quick about Tarzan. Do you guys know about Tarzan California? No, I know. Um, I mean, it's I've heard it. Okay, so the guy who, this same dude who wrote Tarzan. Edgar Rice Burroughs, baby. Edgar Rice Burroughs moved to Northern Reseda, California and bought like an obscene, like a township worth of land. Jesus. And named it the Tarzana Ranch. Like named it Tarzana. Wow, some power shit. And clearly didn't he, love John Carter enough to call it Barsoom, California. <laughs> it should be named. That's what I'm getting at. It should, should be called Barsoom. Should Tarzana be called Barsoom, California? And the, the locals are just, uh, I've They're already Martians. They're yeah, not yeah. Martians. That's the thing. Oh, what yeah, are the no, Martians the, called? The, the, They're Thraks. The, no, the Jurassic or whatever Tharks. he's saying. Tharks, yeah. It's Tharks. Tharks. Yeah, they're called Tharks. The Jedex is the name for a king of all Fuck Martians. Fuck you. Uh, uh, but no, so I, I just think that that's, that's like very interesting that literally Tarzana is just named after Tarzan. Yeah. yeah what if crazy. he was like just drunk and he was like, you know what? I'm going to call it Carteria. 
Yeah. You, you can't really do that ever again because it's such a crazy – like TMZ would just thrash that whatever that crazy – that's such an – like – Choo, choo, choo. This rich guy's bought a bunch of real estate. What's he doing with it? If like James Cameron started up like fucking Jake Scullyville and just like – Scullyville moved out to Scullyville and Cameron. And then, and then fucking <laughs> 70 years, kids are like, you know what fucking Scullyville comes from? <laughs> It could be like Rose, Nebraska, and start Scullyville. Scullyville. He's, uh, he's in there in True Lies, Wyoming. <laughs> All the stories he has left, he can tell with Avatar, including his city. All the cops are wearing Fox racing gear. <laughs> Dude, they, they put out like 10 photos from the Avatar 2 set, and he is exclusively wearing that one Fox Dude, racing shirt. He dresses how like a 12 year old thinks is cool. <laughs> we also make movies with the idea of do you think a 12 year old would think this is cool? Scully is definitely a character a kid on a dirt bike creates. <laughs> <laughs> His name's yeah. Jake Scully, and he's the baddest motherfucker on Pandora. Uh, so the thing about John Carter is that, like, it up until well into the '40s, it spans eleven books altogether. Damn, which really is like hundreds and hundreds of little tiny. Submissions. But I think, but I think yeah. you could probably get that into one movie. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Well, it's like because the way it works is um, the actual uh, ending of John Carter, like the way we see it in the movie where he goes back to his wife. Uh That's 10 years later. That's my favorite part of the movie. And uh, so in the book, in the books, it's 10 years later. And his daughter is like in the movie. It's a it it is 10 years. that, That movie's 10 years long. No, I'm saying that the last yeah, the last half hour of this movie feels like ten years. Yeah. it's uh, and so uh, and then the second book is about him like realizing he has a daughter. And then he also gets a son, and then the next few books are like he's a side character to um, all of these other adventures and lore that they just dig out deep inside of like Barsoom, and they like and they have like other humans that travel from Earth to Barsoom and stuff like that. Jesus. See, I and, feel like this movie is mostly lore. I feel like this movie actually yeah. like does 30 minutes of a movie, pauses to be the Wikipedia page for all this shit, and then does the last 30 minutes. And in between, there's like, I can't, there was another part. I mean, I read that monologue and we were joking about it, but there's a whole other part. There's a whole fucking don't marry him subplot to this movie. Yo, and there's literally and, a part where John Carter just is like, you can't marry him. And it's like subplot. I would say it's integral. It's the plot. You know what the I mean? The plot. Yeah. It, it becomes the Not plot. Right. It was never the plot. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the plot until it became the plot jumping. because there was nothing before that. No, because, there's like, a lot it, of jumping, Kyle. There's a lot of sacking. It's like, yeah, yeah. A lot of, and they're like, he could, I love that. He can like barely control his legs and they're like, he's the key. <laughs> 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 You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, no, yeah, it looks unwieldy, he, and they're yeah, just like, no point. We all, I love like in all these other movies. Like, there's a, a thing where like he does some like trial by fire, or like sacrifices himself for the tribe, or some shit Neo like that. Jumping across Neo the, the doing the yeah. oh yeah, the undoable. Well, like, that's what the arena was supposed to and, be, and then they do a thing where they skip the arena and then come back to it an hour later. And then just like, but nobody, 
like he wins their favor so quick and i'm like i don't know it's just so it's such an unsatisfying no it's immediately uh, like and even like the willem dafoe part is like you want more he even he shows up and they're like no and he's like yes and they're like cool like like, yeah it just isn't there's no it it seems like it's in such a hurry we get so robbed by the by the Defoe that we get, like, <clears throat> and it's like it's directed by somebody who obviously has no interest in like filming humans, right? Which like, and, it, and <laughs> also know, a guy whose process is typically like shooting a movie four times, yeah, and which becomes like the biggest problem on this is that yeah, like I mean, uh, he he didn't because. Uh, uh, the multiple takes he had to do started to become expensive. And he was like, uh, it, like there's an interview where he's like, Hey, I didn't know. Like they have to know that. Like I'm used to animation where it's like, you're going to do a, this a couple times in a race and like, make sure it gets yeah. right. You know, it's like this whole like resetting and like, we can only do this once thing is like very hard for me. Which is so interesting, you know, cause you, you track that to Brad bird, the other like Pixar live action director, who is clearly such a like mathematician with all this and just has at least I, I just rewatched ghost protocol and um, like, it's yep. so just tight and perfect. And and part of that's Cruz as a producer, but like, the, 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 well, if you watch know, the you other, you can't do that. Yeah. It, the other like mission impossible movies don't feel like the Brad bird movie though. Right. Where right. it's like the Brad bird movie, like has this thing where every single scene feels like its own Rube Goldberg machine of just like adventure going on. And it's this like, doesn't feel like John. And this this uh, has none uh, of it. Uh, or sorry, Andrew Stanton. Yeah, Andrew Stanton is just like it seems like he's more interested in one the idea of John Carter itself. Yeah, and I like I think he's just somebody who like really liked this lore, and it's like this movie flows like a book in the worst ways possible. You know, God, he hasn't directed a movie since Finding Dory. No. Well, he found That's her. sad. I mean. You find both of them. What what else is there? You got to cool. find. Now we got to find Marlon. Can you imagine having a full fucking movie where it's Nemo and Dory looking for the old guy? <laughs> I'm mad at this movie that doesn't exist. I'm like, he's like anti Andrew Stanton right now. Where's Nemo? I'm like criticizing. I lost Nemo and have. Dory. I remember like a movie leaks website uh, forever that I would go on like back in the day would always say that they were doing finding Bruce. Oh, not good. <laughs> I was always like, I'm pretty sure he can take care of himself. He can take care of himself. It's, it's going to be easy to spot him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The apex predator himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, speaking of apex predators, John Carter himself uh, is originally uh, like the movie tries to write around it and make him like middle of the road, not choose a side in a war. But he's a hundred percent like a Confederate soldier. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was you. Oh boy. And like right. in the original publications, he's a Confederate soldier who goes to Mars, which was very cool at the time. You know, because it's nineteen twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, not, and um, so like, uh, I, I like, I don't know if uh, other versions of this movie had like danced around it, but I think this movie at least there's no, something. there's no fucking <laughs> way. If this movie was always at Disney, there's no, there's no yeah. way. So, um, but uh, probably about fifteen to twenty ish years later, uh, from when the first book is published, uh, 
the company behind the serializing Tarzan's like comic strips decide that they also need a John Carter, uh, like one to compete with at the time, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon having these comic strips that are just fucking killing it about space. Yeah. So those become serialized. And then Bob Clampett in 1931, he's the main guy behind Looney Tunes. He gets a meeting with Edgar Rice Burroughs and says, hey, I think we can make a feature length cartoon about Barsoom that we could do Princess of Mars. And like, and the only way to do it now is cartoons because like no live action thing can do It seems strange. You know what bugs me is the fucking, and I know it's a hundred years old, so we're not changing anything here. But like that you're called that you're mentioning Mars in every fucking title, but you're not calling it Mars in the book. And then the Martians have funny names that have nothing to do like to rename Mars and to rename Martians and for them to not be like Barsoom and, you know, bars or some sh- like, yeah, it just seems like like that shit. Even us, we've seen this movie and Kyle and I are like Martians. No, what the fuck are they called? Tharks. Yeah, the Thrax, Thrax, Thra- like, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, fucking- this, this movie was written by an eight-year-old kid who's like <laughs> just learned about all the planets and saw mm-hmm. Avatar at a sleepover and overheard people talking about Dune in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this looks like someone told a kid about Dune and Avatar really fast. And yeah, kid had to but while they were diffusing a bomb, and then this yeah, kid like, had while they're to make his right. so <laughs> it's like actually, if you got a phone call from a guy being chased, and he told you what Avatar was. <laughs> you you imagine, hey, hey Sid, what's your favorite movie? I don't know, like, uh, have Scully? you seen Avatar? I love Scully. <laughs> I live in Scully. Where do you live? I love Scully. I love when they call Scully Meals on Wheels. It's great. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it endears the character and it's effective. <laughs> so, Bob Clampett and Edgar S. Burroughs' son, John, work for a couple years on. His son's name is what? John. Damn. Oh, shit. I wonder if that's why he's mm-hmm. so fucking. Um, but. Uh, That's my boy up there. About a, a few years later, they released like this test footage and test audiences kind of fucking hate it. It's like filmed in rotoscope, like the first sort of evidence of it, you know? Like and, animated. Yeah, like it's animated. Yeah. Like It's like where they like, you know, they have like very it's athletic over individual and frames. And so what I'm going to do is because I have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to send a link to that footage. And then open you guys link it. Make sure you open link in new tab. I don't know what it's going to do. Oh, this looks great. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's sort I of mean, like look. uh like looks almost like a uh old timey version of like like Mortal Kombat graphics almost. Yeah, like, I mean it reminds me it is very like some of the movements pretty crazy actually. Mortal Kombat with like Fantasia. Mixed yeah, together. exactly. Or like uh did you ever see you ever seen like Ralph Bakshi movies like Wizards or The Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Wizards like Which was also like, early rotoscope, but like this is kind of cool. I don't know why you'd like look if it's 1936. I'm gonna wait for I'll wait for Richard. But if it's 1936 and they want to show you a movie that looks like that, like what the fuck else do you have to do? <laughs> like right. where are you that you're just like like we are living in this time where there's like six Batman movies a year and we're we're like 
barely satiated. In 1936, you show me that a movie's going to look like that, I'm going to be like, fucking awesome. Right? Like, the footage is actually kind of very cool and, like, kind of like my vibe. Yeah. Of, like, weird sort of, like, space art, you know? Mm-hmm. Sort of like... Uh, at the end, because it's kind of a... It's a little trailery. There's a title card that says, John Carter does all this for an incomparably exotic Martian princess whose skin is tinged the color of reddish copper. Yep. Yeah. Because this is like uh, this is like the sizzle reel of sizzle reels. A hero who can leap 20 feet into the air with ease, who fights and conquers four-armed green men astride eight-legged women. A hero who meets and defies the headless humans and battles the phantom... I don't know. So here's one of my other points I want to get at. Yeah. Like, they see this dude jump. Yeah. And they're like, they see him suck. 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 He's going to win us the war. Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. this war is that this war is fucking unsurmountable. Even and then the, the, everyone sees him jump like twenty five feet in the air, and they're like, "Dude, we've literally got this!" Like, this isn't the fucking third act of a fucking Space Jam movie. Like, I, I don't know. understand. Like, the other dudes Even just have the- ships and, like, a hundred dudes. Like, all they have <laughs> yeah. to do is shoot John Carter once. Yeah, like, like a fucking princess who's got so much of her own shit and agency for, the, like, the opening sees him jump and is like, fuck it, I'm on your, I'm on your team. I'm on your team. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm on your team because you clearly have the – it's like she just it, – yeah, it's fucking wild. They're acting like he's Tom Brady. Like, like he's they just saw him. They're like, oh, yeah, you're the guy. Our team is complete. <laughs> They're like, not even a yeah. prophecy of a jumper. That's what no, I it, thought that there'd be like a prophecy of like a of a fucking earthling who comes down. And there's literally no shit. prophecy, and there's he, this they whole. They just thing. think it's cool that he can and, do that, and it's like they're like the Tharks uh, are afraid of flying. They don't like the sky. Hey, I get it. You know, and it's like they like a guy who can kind of be there. <laughs> it's like, but they're fighting everyone who just flies. Like they had. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm not. I'm not into the the jump, and it's just. It's. Ju- I understand. Richard and I were talking about this before we started recording. Like, I get that he has. It's like a Superman thing, where like being on this planet, right, allows him to have all these other things. Like he has super strength as well, but they're so fixated on the jumping. Yeah, that's my thing. Is nobody's <laughs> like he's the strongest man we've ever seen. He has the Willem strength Defoe's of like, a thousand tharks. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, like, have jump, you seen him? Jump for them. He's not like, yeah. pick up the this boulder for them. Right. He's like, do the jump. They're like, jump. they gotta see the hops. <laughs> it is like they're weirdly just fixated on it. On I the think guy's that, vertical. Like, I, I think that this movie does like, for everything that they are sort of not adapting or leaving on the table or not doing or not doing right like yeah whatever whatever they're you know they've got 11 movies of shit to adapt uh i think adding in something to justify a lot of that would be would only strengthen it and not Rhea hendrix to it and it's just like adaptations like this are so poorly done where it's just like i don't know 
know. Well, it's like yeah. Disney's terrible attempt at adapting a famous book is like its own genre. There's like a wrinkle in time. Like you get like all of these ones. It's kind of like how Disney has those weird sports movies that I think are money money laundering scams. Where it'll be like John Hamm teaches a bunch of dudes in India how to run or something. No, they teach them how to, I don't know. He teaches them how to have million dollar arms. <laughs> like the movies. Wait, is that a real movie? Yeah, he teaches. I like, thought you in- just read that out. So no, funny. dude, it's you like can pick whoever though. You could be like, yeah. So it's uh, it's oh god, he's the perfect like me. But you could do like okay, it's Jonah Hill, and they're a rowing team at like <laughs> Brown University, and they're going up against Yale. You know, like and that's yeah. the movie is like the nineteen ninety two Yale championship. Dude, David like, Harbour hey. teaching like a Jewish school lacrosse. <laughs> 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 million dollar arm. Yeah. True story of baseball pitchers Rinku Singh and Dinesh Patel, who were discovered by sports agent JB Bernstein after winning a reality show competition. Are we it's- sleeping on this? Is this a great movie? It's it's a white savior flick. Like I said, are we sleeping on this movie from the director of I Tanya and Corella? I don't think we're sleeping on this movie at all. <laughs> I think we're Ooh, awake. Do we not like I Tanya because I thought that movie was too long. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought that movie was like it. <laughs> I thought that movie was filmed like a commercial. <laughs> Like a really long Allstate yeah. commercial. Yeah, like, it looked like a, it looked like a bad commercial the whole time. They, they put the fucking chains around the doors of the ice rink and then Flo walks out and she's like... <laughs> it's the extravavessa Satanathon. Are we all, like, realizing this is a safe place to not like I, Tanya, this podcast? Oh, I love it. I hate I, Tanya. And I'm not gonna like uh, that Pamela Anderson movie. I don't think I will either, but I'm checking that out. I mean, like it's it's available on Hulu. I'm gonna check it out. Like, it's, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I met Nancy Kerrigan like a month ago. Very nice lady. Oh, really? Yeah. So that helped. I, 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 like I assume so because like a uh, Nancy. <laughs> I Kerrigan forgot to ask person. about uh, Tanya Harding <laughs> entirely. <laughs> She just wanted to talk about when she was at the Olympics. How? How is it not all you can think about the whole time? Right? <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't all you can think about the whole time. Oh, I wonder like- if she catches a lot of people just like like not staring at her chest or anything, just staring at her knee really quick. <laughs> like yeah, just like at her shin. Yeah. yeah, you think you think people are worried she can't walk a straight line? Everybody just, like oh, there's always like hit oh, oh, watch your step, watch your step, watch your step. <laughs> there's like a little little bit there there was a little bit of that <laughs> well i'd assume so do you need like an ottoman or do you need to elevate it or anything and she's like what <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. i think i got a nice cbd lotion you could use <laughs> yeah. it's so, so funny if she breaks her leg for any other reason <laughs> That'll be tweet of the century. She's like, back at it. Oh, I'll be back on Twitter if like I accidentally man. broke Nancy Kerrigan's leg. Because <laughs> you dropped like a mug. <laughs> uh, I think I, Tanya, and I, Carly, need to have a crossover. 
Yeah, for sure. They need to kiss. They hired Carly's parents. parents (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So they can never get off that submarine they live on. Oh my god! (laughs) What a painful way to get your to what a painful thing to have happen to you. Though (laughs) I was going to say, like, what a painful way to get your knee broken. This is gonna be like to, to like injure your leg. I was thinking, but like it was a crowbar, right? Like I'm remembering. It was like correctly. a pipe. It was a real yeah, like, it was like, like a that really sucks, dude. Yeah, it like <laughs> it, it like sucks, and like Tanya Harding should be in jail. But that's just my personal opinion. That movie goes out of its way to be like, but what if? Yeah, but what if it's the like fucking also the victim? <laughs> At the um, you can at Cobra the, Kai at, Tanya Harding for yeah, me. I'm there, sorry. Was like a, there was like an independent spirit awards joke where, like, I think it was Mulaney or somebody, and they were just like, The Nancy, it's like called I Nancy, it's where you get your knee bashed in by a competitor, and 40 years later, they make a documentary about how you're not the victim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, oh, really, Nancy yeah. Kerrigan, very nice lady. Why were we on this? Because <laughs> we don't want to talk about our Disney Channel sports movies. Um, well, to get back to it, uh, so that test footage of John Carter, that like cartoon yeah. stuff from 1936, during that time, um, it was a decision between Edgar Rice Burroughs to either um, give the rights to King Features um, to create their own Buck Rogers um, cartoon or to do this. Uh, well, to uh, like they wanted to create something like Buck Rogers, so they wanted to buy like the rights to the Barsoom novels from him. But instead he went with yeah. that, made that footage. And that is when King features creates flash Gordon. So because uh, they couldn't get the rights to hold the fuck John Carter on, of Mars, which is the exact same story of star Wars of Lucas wanting to do flash Gordon. So yeah. it has just, it just been, no one can get the rights to fucking buck Rogers. And so we have star Wars. Yeah. That rules. I mean, that does rule. And maybe what would be amazing is like if the like whoever does hold the rights was like visited by like fucking George Lucas out of a time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, don't fucking sell me the rights. And he has a lightsaber and he's like, what? Okay. Clearly, there was like Lucas had this passion for something at that time. So there's an alternate reality. Where the Flash Gordon guy gets to make Buck Rogers, and Lucas does as well, and Buck Rogers is the only thing culturally like significant in twenty twenty two. Yeah, we all. Love John Carter Buck. stays a book, and we're and all. Buck Rogers we're, is the only thing that exists. But people yeah. are like pissed about the new Disney Buck Rogers movie. The Ryan like Johnson they, Buck ruined, Rogers. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's yeah. ruined Buck Rogers. You get like you know? a you get like those weird nerds that are like, I actually prefer Duck Dodgers. You know the uh, Daffy Duck version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duck uh, Dodgers is huge. They renamed the Dodgers the Duck Dodgers. And then people are mad about Bernice Dodgers <laughs> or Rogers, whatever it is. They're mad about me. Yeah. They're doing Buck Rogers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're mad that Buck Rogers is like a Filipino woman or some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Buck Rogers. <laughs> Filipino mother of four. You say that like an alternate reality, like today, no one would have a problem with that. Uh, You know what? Disney should make 
Buck Rogers, a Filipino mother of four. Yeah, they should <laughs> go to roll. Buck Rogers of the Philippines. Is there John Carter of Mars? <laughs> In the multiverse of man. In the multi. Do <laughs> you know Raimi's coming back for fucking the pregnant, the pregnant Filipino Buck Rogers? <laughs> the fucking genre. He's gonna give birth to a pig, a new Buck Rogers. Well, yeah, Buck Rogers was never in the first movie. It was Buck Rogers' mom. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the text, we've been setting this up for a while. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Five <laughs> movies deep on a franchise before your main character is bored. Do it. Cowards. Dude, right? I was, that's a good character, though. Ball-busting Kevin Feige. And then we're going to do Secret Wars, and then you're going to like. Hey, Amy, listen, Amy. Listen, Amy, he wants to meet an alien, okay, Amy? Pump the brakes. Why don't you stencil out another poster, see how that looks, and then we'll get on to the pictures. Hey, I gave you Molina, okay? Smooth out the eyes because he looks like shit, and then you, you sign the checks. Yeah, that's what you do. Skateboard, right? <laughs> Just aggressive East Coast Kevin Feige. <laughs> Bare feet up on the table. Hey, you put desk. Jamie Foxx in a pair of goddamn Tims, okay? <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I'm looking at Kyle's levels. On it's insane. <laughs> uh, but if that uh, test footage had been liked. It, uh, did I already say the whole Snow White thing? It wouldn't no. have shot up the school. No, um, yeah, it wouldn't have shot up the school. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Fuck. Oh. oh man, take oh. me to Barsoom with that one. To Barsoom. <laughs> 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 John Carter of Columbine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. If that, if <laughs> it just got me so off guard. Same. You know, sometimes these things just happen to you. What, like school shootings? <laughs> Oh man! Oh, if, if this footage had been liked, so if this footage had been liked, um, it would have beat Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to theaters, and it would have been the first ever feature-length cartoon movie. Oh, well, that's a shame. Right? Actually, pretty cool. That would have yeah. been a really cool first movie, like animated. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah, like um, that's the thing is, I've uh, when researching this movie, it's like everything about John Carter is like a near miss. <laughs> no, it's a pretty distant fucking airball. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's John Carter, and I'm like, it's so close. It's so rare for Spike to just be this full of visual. Right? I love it. I love it. But my thing is, every time they decide to not go with John Carter, they make something that changes the world. Sure. <laughs> every time they do make John Carter... 
Eight years later, they release a deadly pandemic upon the earth. Oh my god. Spanish flu? Years after the original publication. Every, you can link every cultural leap to them not making John Carter and every regression through history. <laughs> Some people say that there were, you know, super civilizations on Earth long ago on Pangea. But we think they may have made a John Carter. <laughs> It's all over. Uh, Fast forward to the 1950s, and uh, we have a stop-motion legend in King uh, that we've discussed on the pod before. Ray Harryhausen wants to adapt this. Hey, Uh, the legend. And uh, Ray. Nothing comes of it for a while, and for about 30 years until the 1980s is when the rights are bought by Disney in an effort for them to create their own Star Wars. Good. Always works. They, uh, and they hey, had, and hey, they they eventually got there, did. huh? Yeah, they got there. They yeah. made their own made Star Wars, and everyone loved it. Star Wars. Um, so this <laughs> we're is gonna make our own Attack of the Clones. Turned out great. Turned out, out great. great. Worked out great. They um they attached Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio to pen the script. They oh, eventually Dev they Hell OGs. They eventually write Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Um, and John McTiernan is behind the camera with Tom Cruise as John Carter and Julia Roberts as Princess Deja. Now, did anyone check with what Slash thought of, of Tom Cruise's casting? <laughs> I just John, think- Tom Cruise is John Carter? I don't think so. I don't know, man. I don't think he can really live up to the uh, Barsoomian mantle of what John Carter really means anyway. to, to people who really fuck with the Confederacy, like me. But- but Slash. by Isis, I'll be at the theater. <laughs> Our new album is going to be called Confederacy of Barsoom. Yeah, Axel says he's got about 50 trillion demos for Confederacy of Barsoom, but I haven't heard anything. We actually recorded <laughs> Axel our last album in Helium. Yeah, we got sent back by some bald dude. So the whole <laughs> album's on Mars. It's done. We're waiting to hear what the hear what the Tharks send us back. We got the, some Tharks mastering the the tapes up in front of Zoom. I met a Thern in Mexico once. <laughs> Fucking heads just shitting in his can hand. We also, really quick, can we say they kind of try to do like a Matrix? Uh, like Agent Smith thing with that killer at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the very, such very a end, weird. Yeah. Like, fuck you, dog. Like, and also a very funny thing to be like, oh, and at the end of this letter, I might be getting killed right now. <laughs> I can't mention that dude, midway through the letter. It's like the most, um, <laughs> like. Uh, like cinematically like interesting version of he's right behind me isn't he (laughs) like touch the nose before you turn around or he's like turn around jamie turn around oh god dude fucking daryl sabera acting his heart out seriously 
And um, <laughs> so the, uh, the so McTiernan's uh, like John Carter was going to have I, a. That could uh, have been kind of crazy. There, that's probably just a. Why would they? I mean, that's a for, weird move. I think. I mean, it's like, I think this is like fresh off Die Hard, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's when you build franchises around Tom Cruise, where yeah, it's like, you shouldn't do. He probably ended up doing like Far and Away or some shit after this, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, he was right. probably like, I, he was probably like, for my brand, I need a fantasy movie. Well, is this, when is this? The 80s, I would yeah. imagine. Well, because also like, th- Cruz hasn't even done really much action. I mean, he's in, maybe this is post Top Gun, but like, you know, it doesn't seem like there's ever a phase of Cruz where this is a thing he should do. Well, I mean, like he tried his hand at fantasy for a little bit, didn't work, you know? And it's like, right. he just, but he also attaches himself to a director that he thinks he could really fucking like work with. And so it's probably what it was. was yeah. it, it was this like whole amalgamation of like McTiernan, of uh, of Tom Cruise of like a property that everyone who is like running a studio at this moment at that moment is probably like real big fans of when they were kids. Yeah. You know, where it's like these things get pushed out like quicker when it's the people that are like old fucks that sign checks like like that shit. Sure. You know, it's like that's yeah, why we got more Looney Tune shit in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, and like more and and why you're seeing like Ghostbusters and shit like yeah. they'll you know, yeah. And it's like, and it's like comic books. Um, And so like a lot of what McTiernan had was he was going to use, it's a William Stout, a concept artist that worked on it and said uh, they were going to use camels and elephants in like creature suits. And like, there was just no way it was going to look like Burroughs' stuff is what like uh, that. Right. But it's like, that was like what late eighties, you weren't going to make anything good, but that was when there was that big fantasy boom. Of like, you know, let's make something like crazy. Like we have to like crack this. Like if Star Wars is going to be up there, we got to figure out like this land here. Hmm. Um, but and then like mainly through the 90s after McTiernan leaves and everyone leaves because McTiernan quote uh, says that there's no technology right now that can make this movie. There still <laughs> isn't, you know, and there still isn't. And uh, yeah. so this they can make final draft as fucking sleek as they want. There is no screen. Yeah, there nope. is no software to make this work. And uh, so <laughs> through a lot of the 90s, this stays dormant. Every single person involved in the McTiernan's work goes on to do better shit. Well, McTiernan <laughs> you know, goes on to prison. Yeah. Yeah. Better shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. McTiernan steps it up from developing John Carter. We should um, do McTiernan's prison sentence for an episode. <laughs> we really that, that would be great. So things uh, are like pretty dormant in the 90s. And then renewed interest uh, in the early 2000s by Paramount happened after a meeting with Robert Rodriguez. Ooh, cool. Who um, Robert Rodriguez. I think Kyle and I both were like, why didn't that happen? I would have so, taken like 2006 COVID if it meant 98. Rodriguez, John no, this Carter. Is no, no, th- this isn't 98, Rodriguez, <laughs> John Carter. COVID. This is uh, this is 2005. Ashton, Kut- Ashton Kutcher telling you to wear yeah. a mask. Ugh. <laughs> the first tweet is about wear a mask. Season no. one of Yo Mama. It's six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> $5,000 in cash, man. 
there's this episode of Yo Mama where there's this chick on there and Wilmer walks over to her and she goes, it's Wilmer Valder, your mama. And he just deadpan looks at her and she goes, no. (laughs) Any 40 seconds from Yo Mama is better than John Carter. (laughs) And that could be the... That could be the credits. It, it could be the ads. But especially when he says cash money. $5,000 worth of cash money. <laughs> Fans of the money. Why is that so fucking funny to me? Because it's, because it's a song you forgot you knew. It is. $5,000 cash money. In cash money. <laughs> So, it's like a waiter with a secret dessert. (laughs) With a key lime pie. (laughs) What I could also do is maybe get you some chocolate mousse. Cash money. Cash money. (laughs) So, okay. So, what happened with Robert Rodriguez? So Robert Rodriguez is talking to Paramount, and this is in, in the middle of making Sin City. Yeah. And so he says, hey, we can use a lot of these assets, a lot of this green screen stuff. We could just make something really cool. We can make like Princess of Mars. Like we can do this. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that, Frank uh, Miller gets directing credit in Sin City. Yeah. And- Rodriguez basically like forced his forced the film to be that he was like look i just shot your panels yeah he like left the left the dga and that's what I, yeah and uh, the thing is um the dga hated oh no him. way and so because of this drama he had to relinquish uh like the next movie he's gonna do too which was john carter so john Fuck. carter doesn't happen because he gave frank miller credit on sin city interesting Fucking frank holding it down and, but like, like <laughs> but the thing is, Sin City is like, for, is like, while it is like, I'm 14 and this is the greatest movie I've ever seen, sort of. But it's like, yeah, it's better than making John Carter. Well, you, I don't think I understand that the impulse once you make Sin City is you can do anything now. It's kind of like how people feel with that the how they do the Mandalorian now, you know, with the volume where they're like, oh, we can do anything now. And it's a little more true now. I don't. Sin City is so specifically. I guess Sin City and Three Hundred are so specifically like. No, you could. This is a great way to recreate comic book panels. It's probably not a great way to do like major scale. Yeah, you know and things like Sin City and Three Hundred are so impressionistic. You're not seeing a legitimate, real, tactile world you know i don't know i don't think i don't think that would have worked which is like the part that's like bad about 300 the sequel like is that like they went for scale with like ship battles and stuff like that right where what the best little frames of 300 are the ones that look so not so not real yeah um so with robert gone they attached the director of sky captain in the world of tomorrow carrie conran and uh, months How later, how the fuck have we not talked about that movie? It's so crazy that we have not done an episode on that. We, I keep, uh, I keep teasing it in con- a casual conversation. You keep going, you're not going to fucking do Sky Captain. I go, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
then uh, months later, they're replaced by John Favreau. I remember this. This is when it became a thing. I knew this was like around and, Zathura times. Yeah, and a lot of scripts are uh, uh, and these scripts. You fucking Favreau out. made Zathura. We don't yeah. talk about it. We don't talk about Zathura and after Zathura. That's how yeah. I Zathura easy is and also easy. a shared universe movie with Jumanji, and was supposed to be like it was going to be different genres of board games. We're going to be like yeah. a whole multiverse. And I keep waiting for you know Kevin Hart to meet Dax Shepard. And Josh Hut- Josh Hutcherson to have a nice chat about Zathura. Man, that whole idea can suck my ass. <laughs> what Zathura or Jumanji or movies? <laughs> the fact that Zathura yeah, movies can suck my ass. <laughs> yeah, because they're both like board game books by the same author. Yeah, well, and that was like the same thing. Um, because that got optioned the same time as the Mars Attacks thing. Because Mars Attacks was a card game that had the specific art oh. style to it that Tim Burton was adapting. And then there was also Dinosaurs Attacks, and there's like all these other attacks that they were gonna do as well. Oh, cool! That could have been cooler than Zathura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like they've made Dinosaurs Attack before. Yeah. Um, I feel like we don't need dinosaurs. And they, could you and imagine if it comes out today? Called, yeah, I know. What about dinosaurs attack world fallen kingdom? <laughs> so a lot of the scripts that have been turned in and a lot of the processes, especially back to McTiernan was they turned him into a modern day soldier. A lot of that to tiptoe around the whole Confederate soldier thing. Yeah. Um, but Favreau gets in and he's got his writing, uh, partner, uh, partner, like Mark Fergus or something like that. Mark Fergus. Yeah. yeah who Mark wrote, Fergus. um, like Iron Man and Cowboys and Aliens. And Duh, I think, Ferg. uh, and, uh, I think, so I think DeFerg also wrote, um, Children of Men, like a really good screenwriter. Yeah. And so, um, but Favreau and Fergus decide that like, they want to take it back to its roots. They want it faithful to core material. They're fans of John Carter. This is also around that time Favreau's really trying to be like, hey, let me direct Star Wars. If sure. You, you know, like it's a lot of that going on too. Um, and then uh, Fav wanted to use like a lot of like practical effects. And uh, so as they're working on this and they turn in a script, the, a week later, Paramount decides to not renew the rights to John Carter of Mars. And instead they focus on a new major film project from J.J. Abrams called Star Trek. Good move. I mean, in retrospect, or, yeah. yeah, obviously, great move. And so, with that, Favreau and Fergus. Star Trek. Uh, fuck. And then, right. That would have been great. <laughs> Favreau and Fergus then turn their attentions elsewhere to a little movie called Iron Man. <laughs> that was a hit. Yeah. See, so it's like this thing of like when John Carter doesn't work, something else does something amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, Favreau had a press. Uh, uh, Favreau at like a press junket like a year before uh, not like six months before like John Carter dropped was like uh, so he's like I'm in this chain of filmmakers who've like passed the torch for a hundred years on this one I'm really proud that somebody is doing it right and seeing the scale of it I'm really glad it's not me the huge huge movie like it's such weird it's not really like a compliment of anything except for like yo he made a big movie yeah I mean, and he's still like a producer on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then probably just kind of within that, within he's distanced enough to where he can be that honest about it. Yeah. 
And then around that time, too, veteran Pixar directors Brad Bird and Andrew Stanton uh, start to make this deal where they want to do live action movies. Like they're they've they've done enough with like Pixar and made yeah. enough. They really like they're yearning to do live action shit. So yeah. I, you know, Brad Bird goes on does Mission Impossible and Tomorrowland, while Andrew Stanton gets to direct his dream. He gets John Carter. Cool. Which I think historically for us. Like what we've covered, like if you get to like making your dream thing actually typically works. Yeah. And you know, your, your, your King Kongs, everyone, Boondock Saints, <laughs> Boondock Saints yeah, 3 coming out next year. Um, well, fucking Keanu Reeves wasn't in it. So it was a fucking success. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew Stanton was like, they talked about how he was like untested in like live action waters, but like how much of this had to be CGI the guy who made Finding Nemo and Wally kind of made sense. For sure. And even with Wally, of course, like I know it's a stretch, but these things are sometimes these decisions are made for these silly reasons of like this guy did like sci fi desert landscape stuff. Yeah. You know, he can do space stuff. And obviously, this got probably pushed a little faster because of Avatar. Yeah. And then you look at it and there's like all of this like uh, wonderful like care put into creature design and to like the CGI mm-hmm. effects of like the Tharks and things mm-hmm. like that. It's whenever the, like whenever this movie has to be human, it looks the worst. Oh, it's so fucking like boring. And there's so many, so long stretches where there's just not even like a long ish shot of a person's face where you just start not knowing if this is about anybody. It's more about, it just really feels like action figures in yeah. s- for so many yeah. action sequences. And so this movie comes out in around 2012. So if we're still timelining this, right? So yeah. in 2011 is when they had also started heavily like promoting it. Because they, they film it, it's whatever. There's not a lot of questioning they're doing to Andrew Stanton because of his history, and you know? It was called John Carter of Mars it for was the longest time. John right? Carter of Mars in trades. Like there's literal magazines you can find that have that. There's yeah. toys that say it that came out like a year before. Cause I was working at Target and watched them pull the toys and then bring them back out with different branding. Mm. And uh, all of that was because in 2011, the movie Mars Needs Moms loses disney millions of dollars and they decide they don't want mars is the problem they think mars is the problem but that john carter will still work so it's called john carter of moms yeah so it's called john carter it's called john carter needs moms good thing we can call it basoom (laughs) john carter of basoom which sucks is that they always wanted to call it john carter of mars when it's based off the 100 the first book which is called princess of mars yeah. To show you that it's about this guy meeting a princess on Mars and wants to love her. And which is like, yeah, which isn't this movie. How exciting. Right. Uh, and then. Uh, Dotar like, Soyat of Basum. But then it's that thing of like this movie gets like made to and no one sees it because it's the same year Avengers comes out. It's the same year like all of these good ass movies come out. Dark Knight Rises. You know, Dark Knight Rises. You like it's 2012. Like movies are fucking good in 2012. Like it was a good year to go to the movies then. And so this gets buried in like the like this sort of like abyss like shadow realm of like expensive ass movies that 
just couldn't <laughs> that, that, that don't exist, you know? And yeah. it's like, it's that thing of like, they chase star Wars so much. They just said, fuck it. We'll buy star Wars. And, Damn. uh, there's also this, uh, there's this quote years later during uh, Taylor Kitsch while he's like, uh, Oh, actually, you yeah. know what? A shining light Taylor in this Kitsch, movie yeah. who I actually think is really doing his best. Um, <laughs> yeah, we you know, I, I, what happened? It should have happened for this guy. Cause he's electric. Yeah. This he's, guy's electric. Uh, this guy's so fucking good. I, he, he's such a goddamn hero. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, he came from TV, like he was on the uh, like uh, Friday Night Lights TV show, and then he just he played uh, he, the field. Yeah, he played the field. He was uh, the, he was also Gambit in X Men Origins Wolverine, which is like when they should have stopped giving him. Yeah, movie. and yeah. Uh, botched that, botched that. I really understand. Brutal. Yeah, and it was just like everything he would do was like this near miss, or it's like battleship, not near miss, miss, <laughs> like battleship. Speaking of Battleship. Yeah, speaking of Battleship. Uh, there there is, had to have been a hundred reviews of Battleship that said that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Battleship is a miss. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not a hit. <laughs> battleship 20, sinks. And it's 21 like... 21 Bridges, baby. 20, and uh, 21 Bridges is actually pretty good. But during uh, the promotion of 21 Bridges, uh, they ask him about, like, what mo- is like, is he proud of any movies from his past? And he says he's, like, very proud of John Carter. That, like, they he, asked him that. He's promoting a fucking movie, and they go, "Are you proud of any movies you've made?" Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That's so and I was looking at your IMDb. Are they you proud know of any? He's not. And uh, I know <laughs> the quote is, "Um, uh, I think it got another life when it went on Netflix not long ago. Uh, people will stop me all the time for that, especially in Europe. Uh, maybe at the time it was more of a knee-jerk reaction of let's see how we can bury this in everyone that has a part in it. Over time, I think you take a breath and understand that it is what it is. Uh, I guess people who watch it now for the first time can take it a lot, can take a lot more away from it than people did at first. I learned a lot in that movie. I honestly don't see it as a failure. Oh, that's pretty. That's not. That's not correct at all. <laughs> it's a it's a failure. Yeah, for it's a sure. big It's a big stinker and like he for him to be like yeah, it got a huge like he says like a bunch of things that kind of are clearly what he's telling himself about it. And I understand he's like this was supposed to be the thing that really sent him over the edge. Well, and that's and the thing. It's like It's like, oh, it's big in Europe. It got a boost on Netflix and it's like okay. Yeah, but like your movie came out pre-Netflix. Yeah, and I just don't think like <laughs> People liked it, which is no. a bummer. It must be a bummer to be a Taylor Kitsch where you're like, you probably went to acting school. You had a gig on a TV show people liked, and then it you just kept you fucking missed. up on what he, you said yes to. And then now he just keeps saying that he considers himself like a character actor first and foremost. Which I feel like he's like, what? You need to be that. You, like, I don't know. What do you? What can you play? I haven't seen Twenty One Bridges. I'm imagining he's in the more in the background of that. He he has like a five minute part. I mean, he's in Lone Survivor, so he's probably like kind of, you know, Lone Survivor. Yeah. He's one of the guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like he has a bumpy road like, of like being famous, and it like just never works out for him. And it's like because he made John Connor. Uh, John Carter, uh, Carter, John Carter, and Battleship were a really bad one-two yeah. punch. <laughs> well, that and like, 
playing Gambit is like very important to X-Men fans. And it was like the thing for like 10 years of like, who's going to play Gambit? Don't fuck up Gambit. You know, it's like Gambit. The fucking most awesome thing in the world. Yeah. And it's like, you picked a guy who can't even do like a New Orleans accent. Dude, why have they not made that Channing Tatum Gambit movie? Dude, they never will. They need to because they realize the that he doesn't look good with hair. He's a bad gambit. Like gambit should be like kind of lanky. Like yeah, he should not it's be weird, right? Ripped. Like it's now classic. Like it, uh, Wikipedia calls it like gambit parentheses unproduced film. Like it's officially. It's, I guess Disney officially canceled it in 2019. Um. Yeah, but they're always, st- but every like six months, someone's like, I hold out the hope for it. Oh, wow. I mean, it's going to be Doug Lyman, Gore Verbinski. But that'll be so far down the line with whatever they end up doing with mutants. And- I mean, it's just like the thing is like uh, Gambit's power specifically. Maybe we'll do Gambit one, one day. Like it just makes sense. We'll probably cover Gambit. There's too much out there about it. So we'll probably, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a decent amount. It's a decent chunk, but it's like. Anything it, to talk, talk kitsch again. Yeah, what did like, you say Richard. Any, any reason kitchen. to go back to the kitchen? Yeah, any reason to go back to the kitchen, baby. But it's <laughs> like this thing also just like puts kitchen Andrew for Stanton, a kitchen. This <laughs> Andrew Stanton in movie jail, and the only thing he can do after that is a sequel to his biggest movie ever. Yeah, he went looking for Dory, and then that movie sucks. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I know, but he also he did direct. Dory, right? did I, I only saw. I'm sure. Oh, it made a crazy? ton of money. Yeah, no, and also so, like, so much money. Over a billion. Yeah, the money it made in toys alone. Uh, yeah, that made just over a billion dollars. I think that was you know, the highest grossing, uh, what's it called? Like uh, Pixar at the time. Just to imagine being like Taylor Kitsch, where like they sit you down and this means they go, you know what, man, this franchise is going to be yours. We're taking sculpts for your face for these action figures. We're like, you're going to be doing all of this. Like we're paying for you to like work out a lot. You're going to be shirtless for 95% of the movie. Looks like, good. You know, Looks it's like, good. you're going to look great. And like, they promised you all of this. And then that's what, it, uh, what happens. It's sort of like promising Will it's Smith. It's like a Keanu Reeves stunt man though. Yeah. It's like promising. Yeah, it looks like a shampoo commercial. It's like promising Will Smith Wild Wild West. You know, or you're like, sure. hey, well, why don't we make you a black cowboy for this show that you actually probably really fucking liked as a kid? And guess what? You can reclaim its racist roots by being like the black hero of this movie and be something decent that's like not in this genre. And then you tell him that, and he's like, yeah, I'll sign on to this movie. And then you make Wild Wild West. Yeah, I know. You know, it's the same yeah. sort of thing they probably did to him where he's like, now I got to do this 100%. There's this weird, like, because that is a common thing. It happens to a lot of these people. Um, there's this weird case where technically, technically, 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, Sam Worthington was sat down and told, we're giving you this franchise, which was, you know, Avatar. And then they have proceeded to, uh, it seems, make three movies with him starring in it. And it's like, Sam Worthington is technically still a franchise leading man. It's just taken them 10 years to make another one of them. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, they gave us like a filler with Jai Courtney for a little bit of like his, he's sort of like, <laughs> yeah. Great. While, while Sam was yeah, stretching it, and working out. Yeah. Yeah. Jai Courtney sort of feels like, a uh, second. drawing Sam Worthington from memory. Hit it. 
Okay, so yeah. I yeah. so I was. If you described, up- hold up, yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you described Sam Worthington on the phone while being chased, the person would draw <laughs> Jimmy Courtney. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so I was just What'd you doing find? a quick quick Google search. Uh, how much do you think a John Carter action figure is going for uh, on eBay? Uh, uh, they pay you. Yeah. So, what do you think? Um, I was gonna go a version of they pay you. I, I'm guessing it's some disgusting amount. A hundred and thirty nine dollars. <sighs> does oh, it come wow. with a one hundred dollar bill? It does not look. <laughs> it does not look. <laughs> However, I, I, then start, I then started seeing all these other figures, and I didn't quite know what this was. And upon a cursory Google, it appears that this was a this is a uh, a book. You sending this to us? Um, written, sure, I can, uh, on the Discord. Um, written in uh, just 2020, um, so very, very recently. Whoa. It's called Tarzan Conqueror of Mars, and it's a crossover between Tarzan, uh, and he goes to Mars, Ooh. and meets fucking John Carter, and they like face off and then like team Well, up. there's also- um the that never happened that- in like Burroughs' books and well, you know, serials. Well, Marvel Comics also adapted John Carter and as like uh, there's like a series of John Carter Marvel comic books as well. Oh, it was all, huh. this was written by the guy who wrote King Kong versus Tarzan. That couldn't have been a close fight. <laughs> <laughs> but Tarzan has, you know, he's got his advantages. Yeah. Cuz he knows how to he knows how to think like an ape. He has feet so hard he can slide on a vine. Yeah, I would Richard, say I, what I'm I would think I would think George of the Jungle could do better than uh, than that. I just got freaked out because this was Kyle. Because <laughs> it was pure. Yeah, I thought we were about to lose you. Sorry. Um. But it's. Uh, I also, upon research right before I got on, was reading that uh, the rights to well, John Carter is public domain now. Oh, so it's like no. anyone. Like, <laughs> so in your reviews for this podcast, write your pitch for John Carter. Yeah, like tell me what you would do for John Carter. Just give me like a log line and like maybe a page. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know what you do with John Carter. I'm sure there were, if there are 20 books of this, I'm sure one of them was better than this fucking thing. Yeah. You know? But I don't know what you do. This is one of those things that's just going to, you can't do it as television because yeah. it would be so fucking expensive. I, well, think and that's just, I think you just have to do what the fans want. Just give us a Tars Tarkas biopic. But, you know, people yeah. don't, don't want to yeah. just give Defoe an extra paycheck and I get it. Well, and you don't want to bite off, bite that off politically. You know, it's such a charged time that you don't want to make a huge Starks statement on Disney plus, (laughs) you know, can't be doing that. But I wouldn't. Do you guys think this will be like a, just a forgotten franchise at some point? Yeah, it already is. It already is. Yeah. No, what are you talking about? I legitimately thought we were talking about, we're going to do a John Carpenter movie until like four days ago. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Kyle, you did say that. And did you do any Carpenter anything? No, not on accident, but I was about to. That's so funny. I just think like, 
where it's like this will ever be on the table because you're still up to last year getting articles about like what's going to happen with John Carter. No, but that's Why? written by like Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> Kitsch up late at night, sweaty. All right, so it Kitch dies the log spot. Yeah. Sweaty in a basement, being like they're definitely doing one Carter, guys. Hashtag release the Kitsch cut. Yeah, he's like, like there is no more. There he's is like, no more movie to release. No he's like, he's he's like release TV it. show. My thing is, Dude, people are always not, like, no, go ahead. He's got like a laptop labeled. John Carter, another laptop labeled Battleship. It's all his accounts that he's building up, like a fan base. He just know. he just keeps grabbing a like amulet, laying in bed and going like "ook bok bok" famous, and it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what he's doing. All right, guys. Yeah, I, I mean, is he doing anything right now? Like, is anything coming? You mean like what's he up to at the moment? Like he's probably just on Instagram live and we're just eating cereal. He's on some <laughs> show called the he's ironically on some TV show called The Defeated. <laughs> oh no. Uh and he was in that like, he was in that Waco TV movie. I mean he's a he's working on, actor. He was. We're not he's in another like, He's in a separate scripted show about the opioid crisis. Um which like Let's get a couple more of those, you know? Yeah. You know, he's kind of just doing like military stuff and like historical stuff. Like he does bring that to it, right? He just seems like a guy. Yeah. But they he's need, also like, they like- need to stop <laughs> playing him as like, like a fucking God. He well, and then he's like, stuff. I, I think he's probably, yeah. if you watch my, my news YouTube video, probably, you know, <laughs> somewhat involved with the military. I'm sure uh, it's nice to have him around. Friends of Peter Berg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Peter Berg is a, is a, is a fucking analyst at this point. Like Peter Berg has a corner office, yeah, like Northrop. Seriously, <laughs> Peter Berg clocks in at Raytheon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I guess. That's what I'm going to close the book. It wasn't worth no, it. No, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. Dog, it, wasn't, it. it wasn't. No, no this right, wasn't dude. good. Now, it's like Taylor, the most expensive concept that has nothing there to like right. justify its. Now, if, if Taylor Kitsch was in the chat, would you say that to his face? Well, that this wasn't yeah, worth I'm it. I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's nice, but I'm sure also. I would say it to him, you know? I would want him to know I don't like him. I would need... (laughs) I didn't... I would need him to really go to bat for me about what the movie means to him personally. No, he got gassed up and told he would be famous off of it, and he still, like, wants to believe that the same way, like, a lot of people are hungry in the streets of L.A. because, like they heard one time they would might be famous so they're there you know <laughs> yeah taylor kitsch does seem like the kind of guy that like a dude in a mall told him he's got the look <laughs> yeah you know yeah, and yeah. it's like i think he's still like uh, he's yeah l- l- he's got those laptops and accounts open for sure and so it's like 
for it's, sure. That is true. Yeah, we are reporting that. that yeah, is we're not. That's joke. not. The, yeah, we're it's, not it's, it's making fact. a joke. We're Nothing not on this podcast has ever been. Taylor Kid has dozens of fake accounts. We know which he, he hyped up his yeah. past projects. We do know that that's real. This isn't even a joke or anything. We just want no. you guys to. And you know what? Dox him because of it. Dox him. Yeah. If you could just tweet out his address, t- you tweet know out that IP addy. Okay, swat him. Swat him and dox him, baby. <laughs> Dude, the unified swat him was so the same exact tone. <laughs> we were just like throwing on. What? <laughs> you know what? So that was like Lennon and McCartney harmonizing. You know what? Swat him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, already played, he's already played David Koresh. <laughs> you know what's funny is that like he might be so desperate for people to like John Carter that he listens to this. No, 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 no. Oh no, that's like that's one of the most possible things you've ever said. Like that is that might be what's happening. No, he's busy. He's I don't know. I don't what know. did you just say? He's, <laughs> he's, on the, you said he's on some show about mice in the city or something. I don't know. It's, it's called The Defeated, and I think it's off the air. <laughs> oh, well, then maybe. Right now, he's sitting time. on a three-legged stool with a swinging light bulb above him as he <laughs> downs a bottle of wild turkey. All right? Yeah, on the, <laughs> on the reboot Friday Night Lights iPad that he's got. <laughs> stolen from the Fuck set of Friday Night Lights. Like it's it still has, like, throwing cards you. because the one thing he learned is to throw cards for Gambit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just throwing cards out his window. <laughs> Some guys like I stop it. John Carter over here. I'm uh, sure he worked really hard on this movie. Like and. <laughs> And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure he is a nice guy. We, he should. We should definitely like try to get him like swatted. Looks like he fall in the dirt a bunch of times. That yeah. you know what that's yeah. Up. Without a shirt, yeah. You know, it looks like no, no shirt dirt. It looks no like they dirt. went to Arizona. <laughs> they put up some fake plants around a bunch of actual scenery and just had him jump a bunch. He, one thing that that Richard said while we were watching the movie, and I don't think it. He's he's like said it. Did you guys watch podcast. together? Yeah, yeah we, we did. Group watched on. Uh, what the fuck? Disney. Just invite me to shit. It, <laughs> it was, was at midnight last night. Yeah, you were asleep. Was, Fucking move out here. <laughs> um, no, it, uh, he was like, this looks like every shitty Vegas like, like short film, like set in the desert, but like at the highest production value possible. Yeah, hundred percent agree. You know, it's like it's there's this thing about like local like Vegas film in particular that goes, you know, we can just make everything look like Tatooine space. So let's mm-hmm. go out there and do it. And I they- even said I texted like Kitsch's performance really feels like you're in my film class, so you be in my movie. Yeah, and then I'll do like sound on yours. And he's doing this weird like impression of John Wayne sometimes, or he's like, "I'm John Carter." Well, he's doing a bunch of yeah. The the, I don't know. Let's stop talking about Taylor Kitsch. Like it's really making me depressed. (laughs) Let's leave the kitchen, guys. Yeah, let's fucking get out of. I can't stand the heat, so I'm gonna get out of the kitchen. All right, guys. But uh, so that is all I ever want to ever talk about with John Carter ever again. Going to yeah. delete these notes. Going to uh, this. I think is the worst. I mean, I, I, maybe maybe I'm too far removed from Battlefield Earth. 
But like, I really feel like this is the worst movie we've ever covered. Yeah. This movie, like, it's the Because Battlefield Earth is at least weirder. Yeah. And it, the, yeah, it, and it has like a crazy performance you can really suck, like sink your teeth into. <laughs> I don't even think Taylor, Taylor Kitsch is like that awful. He's just so nothing. He's not there. He feels like a. He feels like when you see a bunch of footage with a placeholder actor, when they're like, "Oh, we haven't got him yet." Right. You know, just like in Stanton, no, no issue to him, but like he's not used to saying cut and then going and talking to the actor. He's used to like, oh, actors. Those are the those are the celebrities that come in ten times over the course of three years, and we make the movie, and we tell we give them line readings. The guy who plays McNulty in The Wire, he's great in The Wire, but in this, he is just also. <laughs> Where is he? He's the he's bad the Jedek. He's like not the, uh, uh, Kieran Hines. He is the Jedek of helium. The bad guy need. with the, the what an awful to, thing you just said. Trying to marry the girl. <laughs> this is what I'm princess. talking about, guys. I'm gonna be the Jedi of that pussy, baby. The dude who's trying uh, to marry the princess. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's McNulty in the Wire, like the main character. Okay. And uh-huh. he's great in the Wire. Uh, and he's yeah. he's also like in the Wire, and in this, like, doesn't have an accent, and then. He's one of those dudes that like looks like he's just like a dude from like Boston or something. And then yeah. you, you hear him in an interview and he's like, well, quite when I took the role for the wire, I really wanted to really? dive into the really like the American police politics of America, you know, it's very Damn. important to me to just sort of immerse myself in a role like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. And then in, in the show, he's like, babe, you want me to get some fucking chicken nuggets from the fucking store? Or what? <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's like, like an I know it's, he's an incredible actor. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm getting it's at. It's so like, fun I know he's great. to like, it's so fun to learn that about a person who's giving a performance that mm-hmm. great. And then you see them like, like the big one is Hugh, like finding out Hugh Laurie. Like not only yeah. is, is he doing an American accent for a house, but he's just doing a whole different voice. Yeah. And it's or like, like crazy because he's not the disabled. Plays, the dude that plays Spike in Buffy, who you're just like, well, James that's just like a British punk that they found. Yeah. And then you see him talk about it, and he's just like, "Yeah, you know, Joss was like, never not, no, never mean to me, never bad to me." Yeah, you know? right, right. That dude makes so much money on cameo, and I just like spent today watching a bunch of his like public ones, and he just yeah, we should start a cameo. He sits in his computer chair and doesn't even like do requests, just like reads off what they said on the note and goes, "Hello," and we'll go to like the next one. Dude, and I'm like, we, man, can we fucking start a development hell cameo? How much do you think Taylor Kitsch is on cameo? You think he's on cameo? Because I know he is for sure. I don't know. I'll, I'll pay I feel for like one. they could get Kitsch. I feel like you could snitch a Kitsch on cameo. No. Although when you type in Taylor Kitsch cameo, this movie called Bling comes up. Oh. Oh. He's got a oh. cameo in it? I guess so. Very fun cameo. I bet a lot of people in the audience really went fucking nuts. I bet he was dripping in charisma. Yeah. It stars. This is actually quite. Guys, this is a cast of what the fuck. It's an animated film called Bling. It seems to be of. uh, It's a South Korean animated film starring Taylor Kitsch, Jeanette McCurdy, Tom Green, John Heater, and Jason Mewes. So no, he doesn't have a that's cameo. A, that's a dream blunt rotation right there. 
<laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> it's amazing. Boy, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. I feel like we're we're kicking around. Like we don't know how to like stop. We really want to all stop talking about John Carter. <laughs> I think we've we've orbited making every sense about like uh, John Carter, but like just we we don't need to be talking about him. What are we gonna cover next? Oh man. <sighs> well. Oh guys. Well, the movie. Well, I don't know if we need to. How much we need to set it up now? Yeah. Um, uh, but do we want to talk about how we were like breaking down seasons and everything, or you know, well, because this will be the end of that. Yeah, yeah I think we'll we'll, we'll talk to that to m- next week as well, right? Yeah. Well, so I, mean, I think what next and we talked about. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about what we're celebrating. I think in the last episode, but right now we'll just say that next week it's going to be probably a supersized episode with a lot of great guests, which we haven't had since Jacob Borja on like an unlistenable Gangs of New York. A terrible episode. Um, Another rich about uh, a movie. A movie. I think we'll revisit <laughs> one day. Oh, a, a movie we'll probably never get away from if as god is my witness by isis we will never we will never stop making um we're gonna be watching uh 2018's little italy a canadian american romantic comedy directed by donald petrie i say that just because it's i feel like it's a generic enough title Mm -hmm. you gotta make sure people now now of all the movie of all the times i've seen this movie which i think i'm probably at about 10 viewings now. I clocked um, nine, but possibly you may have gotten I've, up in the I've, middle of the night and well, watched I've, it again. I've watched it multiple times before the weekend. Oh, uh, that's true. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk weekend. about this. I more. watched it multiple times uh, after the weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about this more, but I'm excited to finally, I'm going to have Gina sit down, our resident expert on Italian culture. Um, mm-hmm. Sit down and, and we'll all have pizza, me. right? Are we all we're all eating pizza on next I mean, week's we episode? Listeners, you should as well. I'm gonna Google best pizza in my town and get whatever the first result is. And I think I'm gonna drive. I'm, I'm we all need to drive to our respective little Italy's and record remotely in our cars. <laughs> um, but we'll be discussing things like we'll be we'll be going down to the production of the film. Richard's going to gonna do a little bit of a music corner. Yeah, because uh, and I'm gonna gather up some interviews with many a friends of the podcast, and we're gonna see how that pans out. Because I think there's a lot to discuss with a lot of people. So it'll be a celebration of cinema, a celebration of the show, uh, and sort of a finale for our for our first uh, our first, um, I guess our second season of the of the podcast yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As we grow and we learn what we want this sort of like podcast to be, it's because it's sort of changed a lot through this whole thing. So, and, and, uh, I think obviously you guys are at the end of this being like, like, I think before we started realizing exactly what we were doing, we're, I feel like there are so many topical references and like, you know, it just happened today or this week shit. So we're going to try to, I think also get to a faster turnaround on these, at least the other kinds of stuff we're going to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, We want to have stuff come out between our seasons too. We have some spinoff. It's just like so much research for these things. I think we'd, we want to find ways we can just sit down and talk about other things. Yeah. Um, So we like other things. Little Italy, a celebration of soccer and hair dye. Oh man, 
in Star Wars. It's really a movie about wanting to make Star Wars. So, guys, you know what? We'll, in a couple ways, it is. We'll see you guys next uh, next yes. week for that. Thanks to Z Mav for our music. Thanks, uh, Isis, I'm for Kyle the water. Anderson. We should do this at the end of every episode too. I'm Kylie Anderson. I'm Spike Kittrell. I'm Richard Humphrey. Bye. uh, Bye, demons. I love the smell of dog shit. It's really not that fun.